There are doors, doors, doors everywhere. All of them locked. Suddenly, I saw something moving between two yew trees. A dim white figure. The Threshold Paranormal Podcast starts now. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in again to uh, the Threshold Paranormal Podcast. This is episode eight. Um, today we're going to be covering the mystery of soup, <laughs> where it came from, why it's here. Bisks. Yeah. Shouters. So I hope you guys are interested. And then, you know, we might dabble a little bit into lake monsters, sea monsters, if we have t- time permitting, time permitting. But, uh, you know, uh, first off, I want to tell all you guys the uh, website is officially up as of today, the... 11th 11th so yes. uh check that out at a threshold paranormal.com we uh just got some basic stuff up there but there's also a uh, uh some merchandise on there we got a, a shirt and a hoodie with just the basic logo on it um kept the price pretty cheap so check it out if you want um and as you can see we have a really big change of scenery we're uh doing this one at dylan's humble abode and uh mm. because nick is a brand new Brand new daddy. He's a little bit tired, so we're going to give him a break and uh, wait for his crispy white pair of New Balances to come in the mail so he can get <laughs> back shorts. in the game. Get back in the game. Take his jean yeah, shorts. Absolutely. So uh, who do we got with us still? It's my buddy Chris. Chris Akeley. We went to film school together at this uh, school that shall not be named in Central yeah. Florida. Wasted all that money. Um, <laughs> so uh, known Chris for, I guess it'd be a couple years now. We did some projects together in school, and uh, for whatever reason, he decided to move up to Cincinnati from beautiful, sunny Florida. He actually kidnapped me. Let's, <laughs> let's not <laughs> get that wrong. His will. He's being held captive. <laughs> We're just so, force-feeding please, the skyline. <laughs> he came up to Bigfoot Hunt. That's what it was. Absolutely. He heard all the stories. Well, I mean. Uh, it's not a bad reason. Saw, <laughs> saw four? Saw, oh, yeah. Saw Shout four. out to John Hickenbottom, who reached out to us. He's the first person to reach out to us about our podcast. So that's pretty cool. We we've made it. We I think we yeah. Is that it? We we so, made it. No more podcast. I'm gonna send John a shirt. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, yeah, the we, the shirts on our website. We're not. We don't really make a lot of money on those. We're not. Uh, that's not like our intention. So just get one. They're just for fun. cool. They're just there for fun. They're fun shirts. I I, I heard you put a, a a store on your website. Um, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> They're just for fun. Yeah, all the all the links on their work and everything. If you scroll down, you'll see talk, link everything to our YouTube channel, Spotify, Anchor, everything. podcast, Apple, all of the places. So check it out. But uh, oh yeah, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah, that's Chris. Yeah. Um, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgot so, about him. Uh, but yeah, he he came up um, to Cincinnati and um, we we had an empty seat here and. Um, I thought, what better person? He has a ghost story, so I think we're probably going to wrap up with that at the end. Ghosts. A ghost story. Everyone's got a story, right? Everybody's got some stories. It seems that way, right? It's always like... If you don't have a story, you're kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say, I don't believe in ghosts or Bigfoot, but then you dig a little deeper and they're like... All this one, and if time. you want to be interesting, just lie. You know what yeah. I mean? Just make, just just make lie, up a story, dude. How hard is it? Yeah, now you, you don't know if I'm going to make up this story or not that you're going to hear later. <laughs> but uh, so, no pun intended. Let's dive into this. Dive in deep, fathoms so, deep. So, uh, dude, the 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 stories of like the the lake monsters, the river monsters, the uh, which is a killer show on Animal Planet. Uh, the I don't know all the monsters of water. Okay. Out of all of them, like which one comes to your head first? If you just had to think of one, Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster. monster. Loch Ness monster. Loch Ness monster. So the Loch Ness monster, um, really, I guess it, it it had been it had been kind of a long standing story over there. Like the the reports, it was kind of ingrained into their uh, almost cultural identity of that area. There had been stories going back for a long ass time. But um, the, the first modern discussion of what we know of today as Loch Ness is their thinking was from the 1870s, and it was from D. McKenzie, and he claimed to have seen something wriggling and churning up the water. And so I guess that was kind of the jumping point of what they're calling modern Loch Ness. And now Loch Ness is full of 
you know, stationary cameras that watch 24 seven that you can check out all the time. There's always sightings, you know? Yeah. So, um, but the thing for me with Loch Ness is that even growing up, like that's the first one everyone hears about. Scotland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Scotland. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the first one everyone hears about. And as a kid, you know, you're just so intrigued by that. Like it's like a living dino. You know, you just got to watching Jurassic park. It's a Pokemon. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there you go. it's Lapras. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. <clears throat> but then you have like a lot of stuff throughout the history of that, that is like kind of smeared the whole image of Loch Ness. Like the, I'm um, pretty sure we, we might be able to like throw up a picture of it, but is the like original kind of black and white, grainy image of just like a head and neck that's the one i'm the thinking of yeah, yeah that's like that's like the iconic Loch Ness, mon- Loch Ness monster picture how many books has there been the cover of or like albums or like it's just such a, a iconic photo well, insert the, photo here yeah bro. <laughs> well the the shitty thing about it was was that was a total fake and it was faked by a doctor of the area and i got his name here oh really yeah well, i have his name right here the og robert photo? kenneth wilson fuck you robert kenneth wilson i don't know what you were doing but uh he was a the london based um gynecologist oh. so he was really looking to you know change fields of work he had different interests so what was in the picture <laughs> that well i mean well, he works in the, um, that area so hopefully he didn't borrow anything from work but um <laughs> You know, they don't, they say don't take your work life home. Well, he might so have. He might have that. Time. We're hoping he didn't. But yeah, the picture. I guess it was just like he had made like a wooden kind of cut out head on a float and put it out in the water. And if you look at the original image, so like the one we see is kind of zoomed in and looks really impressive. The original one, I guess, that they ran in the paper back then is zoomed out. And to me, as soon as you see that image, the the waves in the water don't look right. Like it's a mm. lock. Like I'm sure that there there is some general you know, kind of small of waves forming, but like these, it just didn't look right. The scale of the image didn't look right. So, you know, eventually that came out to be fake and everything else. So that, that, that kind of put a hand, you know, put a dent in the whole reputation of the thing. Now that you're saying this, I think I remember seeing a show on TV once where they, where they tried to like remake a wooden yeah, lock, a- Loch Ness monster to try to recreate the photo. But like, what did he, that you know about his motive or anything? Like, why was he making wooden wooden Loch Ness monsters. That's like asking the question, why was he a gynecologist? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was the last one Let to him, pick yeah. when he graduated yeah, yeah. medical he just, school. He went down the list and his finger stopped there. Gynecologist. It's his finger stopped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't mean to make that joke. Out, didn't mean to make that joke. But um, so yeah, that kind of like put a hamper on. And then you have all these uh, scientific, you know, scientific minded people that have done studies. There's been countless studies of the law, countless documentaries, TV shows, and it all comes down to like the lock is only so big. And if these things are here, there would have to be a breeding population. It couldn't just be one right. infinitely living. Unless it was creature. immortal, Brian. Yeah. Unless we have an immortal it, it living dinosaur. It's a magic sing, you know, single dinosaur a mythical creature. Um, but, uh, aliens, so, like, but they're, the main problem was that everyone said was the food source for the lock. There's not enough food there to sustain that big of a creature, nonetheless, like multiple of them. Right. So, I mean, could it be there? There's the theories of like, oh, there's uh, there could be underwater caves leading it out into other, you know, waters and hollow different Earth, stuff. Probably the hollow earth theory. He's going to fight King Kong and Godzilla in Loch Ness 2. Stay tuned for that one. Uh, I'm sure HBO Max will pick it up. But, I uh, think I'm probably yeah. the least convinced out of all the ones because we I know all the ones we're going to talk about tonight. I think I'm the least convinced by the Loch Ness. Loch Ness one. is it's one of the most interesting, but it, in my opinion, it is the less that they're the least likely to be a real thing. Well, the part that really screwed with me was because I was I was I did a little bit of research when we when we started talking about this podcast. Which, by the way, we've tried to do this exact podcast three different times this this podcast is fucking cursed this this episode is cursed the river the river lake sea monster thing it will be like hey we're gonna do the uh sea monster podcast on friday and disaster strikes so well, thank you for bringing me on for my first oh, yeah. podcast of the, the so, cursed one we'll see how he does we'll, we'll see <laughs> i might just not make stay it out. <laughs> on the phone with us the whole way home <laughs> I, I i live 10 feet that way <laughs> sea monsters be cursed it's bad luck to speak about the sea monster. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Wilson up a storm That's my there. Pirate voice. 
But uh, yeah, so the, the Loch Ness monster, it, it like really, it just keeps appearing. But the uh, the earliest report, like historically, of a monster in the vicinity of Loch Ness, it appears in the life of St. Columbia by Adamnon, written in the 6th century AD. So according to that whole thing, there was an Irish monk, St. Columbia, he was staying in the land of the Picts with his companions when he encountered local residents burying a man by the river, by the river Ness. So I guess there's a connecting river. They explained that the man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater. They had tried to rescue him in a boat, but he was killed. Columbus sent a follower, Luigi, 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 yeah, Luigi to swim across the river. Uh, Mario was unavailable. The, the The beast approached him, but Columba made the sign of the cross and said, "Go no further. Do not touch the man. Oh. Go back at once." He stopped the creature. With magic. He stopped him like fucking Gandalf stopped the Balrog, dude. Oh, okay. He he. Well, you now shall we not pass. <laughs> if we run to a sea monster, all you get gotta a wizard. Do. Get a wizard. Get a get a powerful. Well, he's yeah. We'll, we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> so the creature stopped as if it had been pulled back with ropes and fled, and Columba's men and the Picts gave thanks for what they perceived as a miracle. So I guess to them, you know, that was like kind of seen as almost a... Oh, don't tell me that's how he evil. earned his sainthood. Because that he, he it just, is kind of the most rad story Oh, ever. dude, if you defeat a, a water dragon, mm-hmm. saint. Yeah, just, for sure. I Do not that, pass go. Yeah. <laughs> saint, that that go qualifies on, you. Know, whatever <laughs> church you're involved with, saint. That's it. But... uh. So yeah, the, the Loch Ness, it, it's cool. There are some good uh, video evidence and like some photography, even some like underwater sonar. But to me, it just it doesn't. It's not conclusive enough. It's, it's just not too conclusive many enough. And yeah, and there's so many questions and and holes in the story. And I don't know. Yeah, scientifically, like scientifically, that's how I, I I really try to approach everything with that mind and. Everyone wants the Loch Ness monster to be real, but for me, that's a uh, that's a big I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But you not have one on uh, deal that we really think could be. Oh, are you talking about the Kraken? The Kraken. The Kraken. Hit him with some Kraken. Well, I mean, we all know about the Kraken from Pirates of the Caribbean. We're yeah. not talking about the rum. Oh, and we did too. I I believe in the Kraken spiced rum. Oh, dude, I was going to get some crack and I Firmly forgot. believe in that stuff. Well, we're doing sober, sober uh, June, so. Don't remind the me. The crack and rum's out. Don't remind me. Crack and rum's delicious. So if you want to sponsor the podcast, please <laughs> let me know. Um, <laughs> so the crack and, yeah, like we all recognize it from popular fiction, right? Like Clash of the Titans, there's a crack We have like Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a crack But. The ones of like Hollywood, they're kind of like fun size compared to the Kraken of myth, the stories of old, the stories of old, the ancient Norwegian myth. <laughs> so, which is weird to me. I did not know that it was like a large part of that historically was. Oh yeah, Norwegian like yeah, Norwegians loved their giant sea monsters, man. Cool, because they had um, kick ass Norway. You guys are great. You go way back. You had like Jormungandr and stuff from like Norse mm-hmm. mythology, but the world serpent. So the Kraken. In Norse mythology, was like massive, so massive that like sailors would mistake it for land. Was it huge? Is huge. I'm talking my hands a lot, but <laughs> so the traditionally, and I'm gonna find my sources here. And I wrote a, I wrote a freaking massive tome here of notes, but um, traditionally, like sailors would swim around the mouth of the Kraken. Like this is the legend, right? Or, or not swim, they would fish around. I the was mouth about of the to Kraken. say, what? The- yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are some scary? ballsy sailors, man? It's like, hey, Captain, go check this yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so they would bet you, bet you five shillings <laughs> that I won't swim in the Kraken mouth. <laughs> no balls. <laughs> How do you say no balls in ancient Norse? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so they would sail around the mouth of the Kraken because the legend was the Kraken would regurgitate. It's like the fish it had already eaten. So it would like. It would yak this chum into the water to attract more fish. And so the sailors knew that that was its hunting method. And so they would try to, like, get in on the Kraken's, you know, kill. Steal some of that fat loot. Yeah, yeah. steal his loot. 
And so little loot goblins. Well, one thing leads to another. And if you don't get out of the Kraken's mouth in time, that's a wrap. You're part of the loot. (laughs) You become the chum. You are the chum. You are the chum bucket. So that's kind of like where the the Kraken story began, right? But the word Kraken, there's kind of like some contention. It's kind of like has like multiple meanings and it depends on which dialect you're referencing, right? But it can also it can mean octopus in old Norwegian. But I guess like some old sailor like folklore, uh, they they said if you said the word in, in ancient Norwegian for whale, a whale would appear. So like they were afraid of whales wrecking their ships. Well, I mean, understandably. So but they believed like just mentioning the names of these creatures could would cause them to appear. Right. So the word kraken might have been like a euphemism for whale is what, is what ah, I was reading. Okay. So uh, it kind of gets lost in translation a little bit over time. Um, so it, it kind of existed in like the oral tradition for, for a long, long time. But in 1250, it's kind of like a 13th century is like where it really starts to get kind of like huh. written down. There was an anonymous author who wrote the Kynigskidja, which is the king's mirror. God, which is, is a fucking such name. Such a cool name for a book. There needs to be a metal band out there named that. The King's Mirror. The King, excuse Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Which describes the Kraken in detail. The author postulated that there must only be two Kraken. He believed that there's only two. Um, Male and female. And they were in the Greenland Sea. Two dudes. That's where they're angry. <laughs> Just two dudes. Um, and he said, well, he said that they probably couldn't reproduce. Uh, I guess he was kind of like hinting at it. They thought that this, this, this was kind of like... How does he know? Yeah, that's that's all conjecture. It's stupid. He's not out there checking the, the genders of the, like, the, tell, the tell, tell like Nat Geo Discovery you Channel. You ever see that. two they love, going at They it? love filming animals boning, dude. <laughs> Turn your head and cough. Love you need a wide-angle lens to film these things. <laughs> it's just happening everywhere. <laughs> well, that's how you know that... Well, it kind of faded out of existence since the 13th century, right? Because... Uh, we would definitely know now. Oh yeah, yeah. like there's no hiding. <laughs> you can't hide a hide a yeah. five kilometer wide creature. Well, dude, I, I don't know. You 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 could hide fucking anything in the ocean. Well, yeah, we didn't know about the giant octopus, the giant until, squid, or giant squid. I'm sorry, until, we didn't officially know. Officially no. Until like uh, was it 2008, 2009? We actually saw one for the first time. Yeah, on video. But they, yeah, we had found a bunch of dead ones, but nothing living. And then they have that, and then there's like the colossal squid down in. And down in the Arctic, which is just like, it's not as long. It's just, it's a, it's a fatter boy. But what's weird about that whole Kraken story is what you meant. Like you said, it could have been the Norse word for an old Norse word for octopus. Yeah, let me look. So the word cracky, let's see, or kraka means to drag downward. So it's not mean. It's like it's all these. It's yeah. kind of a mashup. It's like a good. It's a great word to describe what that is. What the creature was. Because it's like mm-hmm. a. It's a. It's an octopus, but it's also like has the el- like the the fearful aspect of the whale that the sailors would associate with being wrecked, and it also means to drag down. It's just a really scary word in there. Well, language, it was like the the whole thing that gets me is like because we know about the giant squid, and that's kind of what we associate. Oh, that's what the sailors are talking about the kraken, but we we don't know about any giant species of octopus and in my opinion you know if there can be one why couldn't there be the other they're not they're not the they're not the same creature by any means but they're very i actually have a question close. about that so like say the megalodon basically great white shark is descendant of somewhat of a megalodon yeah this could dude. that be could the kraken almost be something like now the colossal squid like the preview yeah like yeah. A, like a, a relic like a rel yeah relic a, animal a, I mean, yeah, you could. Well, there's like a. It reminds me of a story, and it actually happened. Speaking of Florida, hmm. how we were earlier, there was a uh, something that washed on shore. I don't know the date. I did not write that down in my notes, but it was this like blob looking thing that washed ashore in St. Augustine, Florida, back. I want to say like early 1900s, and um, I think they called it the St. Augustine monster. I don't know. It's called it something, but forever they thought it was the carcass of like, it was a whale carcass. Oh mm-hmm. no, it was a, you know, giant squid. Car- like all these scientists had different ideas. Well, I guess a couple of them actually collected samples of it and they were held away somewhere in some museum. I don't know. But then um, I think one of the guys back then said that from what he, from the studying he did of the creature, 
he said it more resembled a decomposing octopus than anything, which is crazy mm-hmm. because this thing was massive. And we didn't, we don't know of any, anything of any octopus species of that size. So then I, I think I remember reading that the samples, one of the samples was more recently studied and they said that the tissue, like I guess the, the way the tissue itself is like formed, the actual fibers of the tissue itself is more in line with how an octopus, the, how, how their body's built than a squid. Alien. You know? Alien. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some alien shit. It's, you alien. know, Cthulhu has been released. But I mean, it puts out that it puts out that possibility that you know, yet again, we think we know everything and we don't. Well, so on on land, there's this phenomena. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's like an ecological or biological phenomena where, like, the further from the equator you get, the larger animals become. That's why, like, there's massive bears in the Arctic, but you know, like Amazonian bears, like like sun bears, are like the smallest species smaller. of bears. Um, I don't know if that's true. Somebody fact check me on that. But yeah, the, the phenomenon is that in the Arctic animals need to be bigger to like to survive. To survive. So there's a same theory applies to the ocean, and there's this phenomenon called like deep ocean gigantism or something like that. Oh, it's where yeah, you know, where the species get the deeper down you go, they get right, abnormally larger. Right. Like where blue uh, is it blue whale blue whales or uh, probably sperm whales, they dive down super deep to feed on octopus because that's where the octopus like to hang out. And squid and shit, yeah. And squid, yeah. Yeah, squid. I, I'm, I conflate the two. It's definitely squid. No, that's, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's one of the things people think might be a reason why the Kraken existed is it's some deep water species that would just surface from time to time, and maybe it's still lurking. Well, it's like, well, I know that that same kind of thing occurs on, like you were saying, occurs on land because there's like a, a perfect example would be like the Komodo dragon. So when you have like a an island, like an ecosystem that is essentially cut off, it kind of the rules begin to change. So like uh, there were islands where they were like pygmy elephants, mm-hmm. like or, or another one, the uh, Madagascar used to have pygmy hippos. So like animals will change so to will like literally evolved to fit their the habitat. And islands have a way of doing that. So in my opinion, you know the predators could get supersized and the prey could shrink. Mm. And you know it goes back to like the Hobbit people they found like those those are from oh, yeah. whatever island yeah. yeah. So if you think about the deep ocean, the deep ocean once world. you get that pressure difference, it it's kind of cut off. Right. So it it, it can kind of go by its own rules. It's only like, accessible by certain animals. But then that would make the that'd be weird. Like the kraken coming to the surface to attack ships. Like that's a long swim just to eat some wood, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that Kraken's got better. Trying to get that loot. Stay yeah, off. Oh, wow. yeah. There you go. There you go. He's trying to get the gold. He's swimming up. He's like, I got a chum. <laughs> <laughs> I got a yak, dude. I don't want a yak out here. But um, well, that's one thing you know for sure is that every time they go deep in the ocean, they pull out some freaky creature that oh, we haven't horrified before because they, they have different body structure down there. They look like nightmare shit, dude. Yeah. They look like if if Tim Burton just like <laughs> if Tim Burton had a nightmare and just drew fish in his nightmare, that's what's down there, bro. Tim Burton, you need to make a Kraken movie. Oh god. Um so yeah, the 13th century the Kraken starring Johnny Depp. Oh, <laughs> um so yeah, it's a spin-off of Pirates, Pirate, of Caribbean. Pirates of Caribbean 47. Yeah. So yeah, the 13th century is when they were like Started, they started writing these things down, right? Um, and, and a lot of them would postulate that, like, <clears throat> there's only one or two. There's a guy from the 13th century who wrote the Ovar Oder, which means Arrow's Point, um, who said in the Greenland Sea, there's there's two sea monsters. There's the Kraken, which they called the Hofgufa. I'm, I'm going to say it with the accent because it's oh, fun. Yeah. Um, which means sea mist. And the Lingbacher. Which means uh, <laughs> that's a good drink they got at IKEA, ain't it? Lingbacher, yeah, it's a it's a, a three drawer chest. Um, but the the Lingbacher is uh, it means heatherback, which I was like, what the fuck does heatherback mean? Heather is like um, foliage. So this this so thing like was camouflage? so massive that it would grow like it would be like growing uh, like foliage on its back. It's like kind of like you ever heard them like describe like the giant turtles and shit they would yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly like, kind of kind of thing. That lends itself to like sea monsters in general. Like, has to be among the oldest kind of monsters. I mean, the the ocean is so like 
mysterious by its very nature, you know? Oh, dude, well, you yeah. got like Greenland sharks that survive for hundreds of oh, years. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the oldest, oldest. Yeah, one of the oldest living vertebrates. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's some weird crazy. stuff up there for sure. I think it's because it's so cold. Like their metabolism is so. They're just slow. Yeah, they're just like slow <laughs> slowly suspended animation. <laughs> the slowest years. shark attack you'll ever have in your life. Oh, I watched a thing about eating fermented shark. It's the what? nastiest uh. thing. If you want to, if you want to really freak yourself out, I think Vice did a thing on it. Fermented Greenland shark. That it's, sounds it's like something Vice would do a documentary on. Love Vice, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, those were the two sea monsters in the Greenland Sea at the time. Basically, the Kraken uh, phenomena disappeared for like 800 years, and nobody talked about it in anything. It wasn't written down. And then out of nowhere, this guy um, in the 18th century, I guess he was like a taxonomist, and he was doing, he was writing a book, and he included um, the Kraken in the book. He was like a reputable zoologist. His name was Carl Linnaeus. And so... It just appears in there. And then around that same time period, like the 18th century, you have all these people writing books talking about um, like attacks on naval vessels, people describing it as capable of taking down a man of war, which at the time was like the biggest naval wooden yeah. ship that existed. There was a, um, a few naval officers that like testified to this guy. His name was uh, Eric Pontapeden. Uh, who wrote the first natural history of Norway. Um, and in his like sworn testimonies that he included in his book, he was mentioning, let me see if I can find them. Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, it was like a, Br like a British naval officer that was talking about it wrecking like 10 of his ships, the Kraken. I bet it's he had a demotion. Got a demotion or had to get checked into like a mental institution. <laughs> Quit giant his job. octopus. That'd be, nope. that'd be pretty nuts. But yeah, the ocean to me is like it's it's so incredibly vast that there could be there could be anything down there. I mean, we're constantly discovering new species, subspecies, everything. I mean, like they just was it last year, two years ago, they discovered another subspecies, a whale. Yeah, that had just been, fun. you know, have just been cruising around forever, and we just now popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, we just now laid eyes on it. So, I mean, it's you, you couldn't shock me with anything that came out of the ocean. You really couldn't. But then, you know, the stuff that you could get me with that I feel like is, in my opinion, it's almost more interesting is like your river and lake monsters because if they are there, how, mm -hmm. how did they get there? And and how I guess how do they stay so elusive? You know, like we uh, um, we can put the YouTube link down in the description. But uh, Dylan the other day on our Discord sent me a uh, sent us a video of the the Lake Ogopogo sighting. I love That's the just, Lake Ogopogo, and monster. it's 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 so it's so fucking eerie, man. Mm -hmm. Like it just you can tell that it's not like the wake of a boat. It's not a it's not a seal. It's not a fish. It's it's not a duck. It's there's something big moving through the water. Yeah, in the world of like handy cam footage of of a of a cryptozoological creature, the Lake Ogopogo footage is the most interesting thing I think I've ever seen. Like it's really like there's nothing so that one hit you good, huh? Yeah, yeah, that one is really hard to explain away. People were saying it was boat wake. But it, where are the boats, I though? Know, yeah, I don't where see are the boats? I don't see it in that. I don't see that at all. Pull that shit up. I, I mean, it looks like an undulating, kind of like what people typically use to, like, um, for, like, the yeah, Loch Ness Monster. Typical, like, the undulating back. and. You, I mean, you, you see it, like, uh, at, like, the Lego Museum. They'll have, like, a, a fake sea oh, monster. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have, like, these, uh, just, they use it to, like, simulate the humps of the monster. Just like uh, they build like sections of the monster in like half circles. I don't know which one exactly it was, but yeah, really like a sea serpent we'll type creature, not yeah, so yeah. much like a. And it, it that, like that's a, the what, thing what's is the there, dinosaur that they say the the Loch Ness monster is? No, the plesiosaur. Plesiosaur. What make yeah. what doesn't make sense about the? I'm just gonna I gotta nerd out for a little bit. Yeah. What doesn't make sense about the whole plesiosaur theory is that scientists aren't even sure if the plesiosaur could have picked its neck 
up out like like <clears throat> everyone like pictures the Loch Ness monster raising its neck up like a like a swan or a cobra. Right. Mm. They think that like a plesiosaur might have been able to like plane its neck upward, but, but not, not curve it. Cra- yeah, not crane it back and curve so like it, it could sink its it, it, it tail could, into the water it, it could, and kind of do no. Like it a, could like raise its head like stay flat and raise its head slightly above water, right? And you know to look around and everything, but it could not come to that high upward like angle because I guess so they've been like, like they were gator? studying its vertebrae like, and it just yeah gator. exactly like yeah, an alligator like, like a gator like it was yeah yeah it just doesn't straight. yeah but it's articulate who knows but that in the um I'll try to f- find the video here in a sec but like That's the right. Ogopogo and you got like the Lake Champlain monster which is also another cool one um there's actually a I'll try to find this one too I'll have to like link it down in a comment on the video later on probably but there is a um there was a good documentary I watched on the Champlain monster that was, um, and that to me, like Champlain and the Ogopogo are like those lake monsters. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking Loch Ness at all, but they, the way they're sighted just seems to be almost kind of more natural in a way. You know what I mean? It's not like every you go there every, once a week. Everyone's like, "Oh, we saw a lot. We saw a lot." But there's reporting right. all the time. There's yeah. people who just hound those cameras and are on the watch. <clears throat> and where some of the with these creatures, people have like reported numerous ones at a time and stuff that I was reading. Like people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, we saw like two, three creatures swimming," and and they're not always like these giant proportioned creatures. Like some of them, like. Like Champlain was the original kind of description is a reptilian creature with slimy gray skin, 20 to 40 feet in length with a long neck, a horse like head, four flippers and all that. You know, the typical kind of well, the horse head things a little bit different, but the typical kind of sea monster thing. Where's Lake Champlain? at? That is, I believe it's up in like uh, New York, uh, New York. Connecticut and like a little bit into Canada, like it's a pretty okay. big lake that kind of borders yeah. borders all that. But like that scene, and it's but it's seen in I don't even know how to describe it to me, like more realistic fashions. Like yeah, they there are reporting like sightings of people saying, "Hey, it was a big creature." But there's also reportings that people are like, "Hey, like there was something like 10, 15 foot long swimming out there," right? Which That's, to me is more in the realm of like yeah. big, a re- big, big but fish, big yeah. but reasonable. But still, there's nothing that big that's supposed to be in there. Right. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it, it, see, it's, it makes more sense in some of these deeper, some of the deeper lakes. You know, we're talking about that oh, like deep Lake sea Vostok gigantism or whatever. All that mm-hmm. shit like that. Because yeah. that's that's what the, the deep sea gigantism theory is. Or it's not a theory, it's a, a principle. But um, the deep water has a higher concentration of oxygen. It's colder. And so cold-blooded marine animals have to be bigger to sustain their temperatures, you know. Mm-hmm. So for massive, massive creatures to be in a lake is really bizarre. And I think that's what you were talking about when, with the, um, yeah, the limited food source. Yeah. There's there's just, there's only so much to go around. Their metabolism, they'd have to eat so much. Like a whale size creature. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you would see them feeding. They'd have to feed all the time. And like, and with those, um, with those animals, they, they're not fish. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? They have to constantly resurface for air. Oh yeah. Was the plesiosaur, uh, did it breathe air? Did it have? Yeah, yeah. It had normal lungs. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you would see. So it it, they would have to the surface. They would have to breathe. Mammal. Yeah. yeah. So or I mean, reptile. it's it's. I don't. That, that's the whole. The, the stories to me just get kind of weird. <clears throat> and then you have like stories from all over the country, like uh, one that I'd never heard of. You know, I'm, I'm I've lived in Ohio my whole life, but uh, right up north we have Lake Erie. There's supposedly a creature there, Bessie. Definitely a play on the whole Nessie, Loch Ness Monster right, name. Yep. But it said, you know, to reside in the south bay of Lake Erie. Um, the description of it is snake-like, 30 to 40 foot long, and at least a foot in diameter with grayish with a grayish color skin. So re- more like a, not necessarily a, you know, flippered kind of thing, but more of a serpentine. More of a, like a snake creature. creature. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I find that super plausible and uh, oh, the Lake Erie, the, there's tons of food and all the great lakes, tons of food to eat. Up oh there. yeah. They're huge. Um, it's kind of eluding me now. Well, when we first researched this podcast, I looked up stuff about, cause you know, I always like to add the local element or whatever. And we were talking about, um, there was a dam in Ohio and you said like oh, they, damn, uh, it's a, it, damn. They emptied it out. <laughs> it's uh it's eluding me now, but it, this was around the 1800s or whatever. There was a few sightings in the Ohio river. There was a guy who was pushing like 
or he was uh, his horse his horse drawn cart was going over the Robling Bridge. I think it's the Robling Bridge, and he looked over the side and he saw this serpent in the water, and that's really what he described it as, like a serpent. You say it like raised up, and like hiss. It or raised something? up, and he he's the same thing. I don't know where this horse head description comes from. I don't really know what they mean when they say that. I think they just mean like the overall shape, like just like a kind like of bulbous, elongated, like a bulbous, elongated, wider head. jaw, and then like in a more narrow snout. But um, probably the nostrils too, I would think. But, um, yeah, so he said he, it raised up out of the water and made some horrible sound and then resubmerged. But he, he said it had hair on its back. It, he described something that was really almost like really mammal like just a freak, like a, like a really strange creature. But it doesn't is, surprise me coming out of the Ohio River. Though. It was around the same time that 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 monster. Uh, man, I really can't remember the name of it now, but it was a dam. Uh, more in like rural Ohio, but it, it drained into the Ohio River. Um, people were so concerned about this giant snake. They like drained. They the drained a, a pond near near a a mill. Oh, it was a mill, not a dam. Hart Hartwell Mill Monster or something like that. You have to look it up. I'll link it if I think of it. Um, but yeah, they ended up having to drain the pond, and when they drained it, they found some kind of little cove inside the uh that's where it lives that's where it lives man that's where it's eating <laughs> they're coming in with their torches and pitchforks and shit but there's a there's a, a a good history of giant snakes in ohio at least in the realm of myth and i think that that's that's something that's really interesting that, we can that is weird because we just talked about like the hell town with the giant snake the anaconda's real man and then uh for the python bessie python. yeah yeah the bessie being serpentine that's it dude he just he's going to the beach he went to the beach. He got out of Helltown. Super plausible <laughs> that there's there's giant snakes out Confirmed. there. Confirmed. But um, so you have like uh, you know all this kind of the lake ones. But I like I also like the like the river monster thing because to me that is more of a like all all rivers lead to the sea, you mm-hmm. know. And we find you know bull sharks, uh, all kinds of animals moving up into the rivers, into fresh water. And I'm gonna butcher the hell out of this name, but down in Georgia. <laughs> they have the uh, the legend of the Altamaha. So that ten times time. fast, um, and it resides in the Altamaha River in Georgia. Um, I can't remember. I think you added a ha. Did I add a ha? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> but um, <laughs> fuck it. But um, I, can't, I I looked up the town. Like, sorry, Georgia, I, I, your town that this thing's famous in. But uh, there's like a stat. They have like a local museum. And they have like a statue of the creature in there, and it, it's kind of uh, I don't know, like dinosaur seal looking blend. Like it's got okay. like a weird look to it, but um, thirty foot long, snake like head, and flippers like a seal. So like serp, still kind of serpentine, but the and it's only reported like two sets of flippers. See, you know, not the four that come from other lake monsters and sea monsters, <clears throat> but the sightings of this thing go back all the way into like. The, the Native Americans that lived in the area. And then you have still have See, local reports. That. Oh, yeah. So the natives even, and that to me looks like a native, something that they would have Alt- called the Altamaha. creature. So, um, but uh, I, I remember reading a report about like a father and son, like out fishing. I think it was a father and son or maybe the a guy and his brother, two dudes out fishing, uh, saw the creature come up and surface and got like from what the story described was like a very up close view of it. And it wasn't like a, threatening encounter but definitely mm-hmm. saw it and i mean the description fit like it looked like a giant weird looking seal you know more like a, a reptilian seal and uh so sightings of that still persist and just reading about that it's it's just cool really cool legend a lot of uh, a lot of native history which just like dylan i i find that to be almost proof in and of itself because these people were here yeah. for thousands mm-hmm. of years they know what's there um um, but yeah, with the, the thing that like, I like most about like the river monsters, like I said, was the connection to the sea because, mm-hmm. you know, if they're going to breed or they want safety or they kind of want to get away, you know, some of those rivers, they go back in deep into, into nowhere, you know, right, and they could right. hide, definitely hide out. Um, well, I think it's worth noting, like if these are relic creatures, um, obviously they've taken on some pretty robust adaptations to be able to survive this long. Oh, yeah, they would be totally changed. And so you were talking earlier about the bull sharks that would swim up the Mississippi, up the Ohio, into late, like all the way up into like the oh, Great Lakes. Yeah, well, there, I think the, the the farthest we've we've seen a bull shark go, 
and I might sound like a dumbass, but I think it was that we have found him as far north as Illinois. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I think that, and, and to me, like, it, with the bull shark has like a special. So, so sharks in general, they have to be able to regulate the salinity of their body. Mm-hmm. They have to keep a certain like salt content to them. And the bull shark, I guess, can like ha- they naturally have more control over that, so they can like retain their the the salt the in their salt body, that they need the survive. salt that they need. So that's why they can go so far in. But if that's the case, man, like you said, these if these animals have been around this long and they've had this much time to adapt and change evolution is going to affect them they just could the be same. anywhere they could yeah. be yeah they could look like anything and definitely could have adapted they found alligators in the ohio river that's a confirmed oh yeah no my in aunt Cincinnati. Yeah. my my dad's cousin she she was it's back in the 70s mm-hmm. found like a four or five foot gator down in the ohio river it was yeah, in the newspaper down in uh down in covington yeah there was, but one it was in the museum. someone that threw their it was obviously a discarded pet but still i mean it was off in the 70s living it's Living its bet, you know, living a good life down there. There was a surgeon or a doctor that that had one way pr- prior to the seventies, like a, I think in the eighteen hundreds or something. That he found an alligator in the in Cincinnati, and it, they had it in a museum for a while. So I don't know if it swam up. I, I don't. I oh don't well, know. they're saying like now, like just to be on the subject, that they have like, I think that they have like officially recorded year round, like a couple year round gators in Memphis, Tennessee. Because oh they they used to go up that far, like they they used yeah. to appear that far north periodically. But whenever the cold would kind of come in, they would start moving down south a little bit. Are they invasive? Can we hunt them? I mean, I don't know if Ten- T- Tennessee would have no laws protecting them, probably. <laughs> protecting the two so, alligators. <laughs> yeah. I just find that shit cool. But um, yeah. So like the river kind of thing, it, it, it's interesting to me. To, to me, and. It, it opens the pathway to the ocean where I think the real possibility is. So to me, that's kind of like a little, it's an easy jumping point. Yeah. I mean, um, I guarantee you there's a sea monster. It may not be one of these ones we talked about. Oh, there's got to be something. Um, people may not have seen it surface. Well, um, there's definitely weird. Have shit. you guys heard of the, the Zio Maru no. carcass? <laughs> <laughs> no. I butchered that. Sorry. You know, my Japanese, I'm rusty. I'm rusty on it. I've not been practicing. So uh, it was uh, this, the, this you know, Zio Maru carcass. It was a just this dead creature that was hauled up by, by a fishing trawler, the, uh, the Ziaru Maru. And it was off the coast of New Zealand in 1977. Um, this thing looks like nightmare fuel. Uh, insert picture. But uh, <laughs> but um, so it was hauled up by the fishing trawler. They said that uh, it stunk. I mean, it's obviously decomposing in the picture. Um, it said it stunk to high hell, and they're afraid of it damaging the rest of their catch. So they had to dump it. But they they did get a pic. I think one or two pictures of it. Uh, most scientists that have looked at it go, "Oh, it's the." corpse of a basking shark and they have all these kind of diagrams to point out different things and i'm not denying that yeah that's a you know very real possibility but then you look at it too and you're like man that is pretty damn plesiosaur like because you can in my opinion you can make out the what would be the neck and head the kind of flip the side flippers um what's a caudal fin is that the side the where i know what a dorsal fin is door yeah the caudal fins are on the sides yeah the sides so they're, they're thinking that that's what's making it resemble the plesiosaur look. Um, it, to me, and even I think even the people on the boat were saying how, like, it, it like, messed with them. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we've been fishermen our whole lives. We've caught everything. Never seen this before. We've caught everything there is to catch out here. We've never seen anything like this. And um, so that's, like, been a longstanding mystery, and it's one of those unfortunate things where, like, they couldn't keep it. They had to dump mm-hmm. it. And they, it ain't like you can go. Oh, where, did, where exactly did you dump that? <laughs> We're gonna go pick it back up. corpse out in right, the ocean, yeah. you know. And like in 1977, there's probably very little way that anything like of that could have been recovered. Um, but the photographic evidence is the only thing they had left, and it's it's fucking weird, man. Could it be a shark? It's probably likely a fucking shark. But right for this episode. It's a please. It's a please. It's a sea it, look, it looks really cool. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna, I, w- I want the guys to see this, so I'm gonna. Oh man, there's a YouTube channel I have to shout out. There's a. It's called. Um, 
think it's black tip fishing or something like that. There's a guy that does fishing charters mm-hmm. and he, he takes out like YouTubers and famous people and he pulls these groupers oh, out of the ocean, hand lines, 800 pound grouper. Yeah, so here's and that's, the, that's a moderately large one. Here's the Z-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R
You'd have to be well, one hell of a decomposed animal, dude. Like just the spine like, and head left. Yeah. Vertebrae of like a whale. Yeah, but I mean. Where's Hook Island again? Uh, it's in Australia, I believe. Yeah, I don't um, know what. That head is too like. If it's ang- Australia, it could be you can see like like yeah. the eye shapes like right here. Yeah. If it's Australia, it's probably a venomous mammal, platypus. Um, but it, um, <laughs> Something that wants to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. As the party approached the creature closer, it opened its mouth. They observed the animal has the animal, and I quote, has got no teeth. Got no teeth. I got no teeth. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no teeth. <laughs> My magic show. But I guess that's kind of like a artist representation of what they saw. But uh, it's it's a cool picture, and that's the thing with these like these serpentine, you know, sea creature like monsters. Like we don't really like, have. We have all we got is cool stuff. There's not like a. An established giant marine snake, which I think is kind of kind That's of weird. A fucking actually. bummer, right? Yeah. You would assume. I mean, the anaconda in the Amazon is massive, and that's a, a, a you know a landlocked. That's a river a river monster, for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, literally. But they, yeah, you would you would suspect that they're because we have coral snakes. You would suspect it to be a giant serpent in the ocean. It just seems like a niche that hasn't been filled. You know what I mean? To me. It's out there, but uh, I believe. But the whole thing, like, you, you don't know what you don't know what to think about it because, like, you have all these horrifying stories of like ship attacks and people having these mysterious sightings, dude. If you get on YouTube now and, and just Google it, you'll you, you know, or get on YouTube now and Google it. Huh? Get on YouTube <laughs> now and search it. You'll find you'll find a easy night's worth of videos of. A lot of bullshit, but also a lot of just weird stuff that you you. It's inconclusive, you know what I mean? It, right. it stay. It stops at that. It's just weird. It gives you just enough information and just enough of a view of something to go, "What the fuck is that?" And then it's done. There is kind of the idea of the the big fish story too, yeah. with all these sea these sea monster things, you know. And I think there's a lot of uh, sailor lore. Oh, you yeah. know, from from hundreds of years of like seafaring cultures just coming up with things to scare people. They're or, trying to scare the new guy. Yeah. So tell them about the big so there, the big fish. There is that element. So sea monsters, the most plausible, but I would say probably the so many bullshit stories mixed in there too. <clears throat> I think a lot of it, like you said, it's there's a lot of um, a lot of folklore, and actually, I uh, I'll send you this link too. I'll actually put a, a wiki link down there of uh, a, it like is a actual list of lake monsters. Like that's all the whole page is about, and that's kind of where I did this deep dive. There's that's where I found that Altamaha thing. That mm. It's there's just there's tons, and I think that's another thing that a lot of people don't know of is like with uh, in in most of your states they have a a story of a weird creature in the water, whether it be in the local lake, the local gravel pit, the local river you know whatever every body of water has some has something weird attached to it every area has got a got a got folktale to it yeah got, you know right. has every has dam in like the ohio river and mississippi river has catfish. a giant catfish Big size as a Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Uh, everywhere i don't know but uh I think we just finished the uh, sea monster aspect of the podcast and nobody died. Oh, so it's inconclusive. Yeah. But we didn't solve it. <laughs> Damn it. We didn't solve Go sea monsters. The bathtub. We're going to find, we're <laughs> we're gonna gonna figure find this out. find some sea monsters in the bathtub. We got to call, what's his name? The gynecologist, get him over here to help us fake a photograph. <laughs> I guarantee he's dead though. Just get a block of wood. We'll make a sea monster out of that. But, uh, so what do we say, Chris? You got a uh, you got a, a spooky story. Yeah, some ghosts shifting gears well, to the, the paranormal. A ghost story. Give the viewers what they want. Yes, ghosts. Um, so like many other uh, stories, me and Dylan have talked about, where a lot of it happens right around the age of like thirteen, fourteen. It's optimal it's, paranormal time. That's that's when it happened to me. <laughs> so that's um, when a lot happens to us. <laughs> we're in a liminal state yeah. right <laughs> um but my parents uh they so they bought this bed at like an uh a house auction uh where this guy had passed away i had no idea about that i thought it was a new bed like hey awesome like i'm getting something new 
because I needed a new one. Mom and dad like, no, here's this no, ghost bed. Yeah, nope, you're getting <laughs> you're getting this ghost bed. Um, but no, I so I was like, sweet, new bed. Um, so a week or two goes past, nothing. After that, then shit starts to get weird. I started hearing like like we had a long hallway. Um, started to hear footsteps out out my door and some scratching. I was like, it's gotta be a rat or like my dad walking by. I was like, I was trying to blow it off. Yeah. Just play it off. Um, eventually I left like the door open one night. It's right around like two in the morning. Um, my dog crawls in bed with me and the thing that sets it off for me was my dog freaked out. Like when she started growling, showing teeth and like literally freaked out and bolted out of my room. Cause like, I think animals always know. So I'm just laying there. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, I see something like out of the corner of my eye. Like I'm laying on my back, just staring at the ceiling. Something out of the corner of my eye. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I kind of like kind of dazed because I'm like, I'm super tired, but I sit up and there's this man in military uniform standing there staring at me. I was like, I thought it was my dad. I was like, at first I was like, dad, what are you doing? Like, do you need something? Nope. Some dude in a military uniform just standing at the end of my bed staring at me. And I could like, I could see through him too. Like I could see my TV behind him. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That's how my, when I saw my stuff, it's, it's like, how did you how did you it's you so said something it's 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 like a mix, you can see yeah. all the detail you can see all the detail to it but you can definitely see everything through but not super clearly right, right. so he was like a, he was almost like some sort of mist looking like yeah Ethereal. like a ghost didn't that it just like disappeared uh, you no i i fucking bolted, <laughs> dude i fucking bolted i was nope. like no nope, i noped out of there um was he so, doing anything just standing no just standing there staring at me didn't do anything didn't knock anything over Nothing like that. Well, you were in his bed. He was just yeah, waiting to go to sleep. Just Chris. He's, just, he's like, he's just fucking young get out, in bed. Get out of my bed. I just got back from fighting in the big war. <laughs> um, but I started sleeping on the couch for the next like week or two. My parents yeah. were like, what? It's like, why are you, why are you sleeping on the couch? We just got you this bed. It's like, <laughs> oh well, let me tell you. Take your um, bed from hell yeah. back. <laughs> Please take it back. You guys use it. Um, I told him, I was like, I, this is what happened. And then they got freaked out. And I was like, I, well, what? They believed like they well they because they didn't tell me that they got this bed where the guy died in this house and everything. Wait, they knew? No, they knew that the guy died in the house and everything. They didn't tell me. They just gave it to me and said, "Oh, here's a new bed." And then I was like, "Yeah, I I was like I saw this man in a military uniform uh, standing at the edge of my bed, like, and it started. And another thing I forgot to add the the room started to smell weird. It had a different, unique smell. Was it old man smell? It was not old. It smelled almost like death, to be honest. It's with like you. that. Uh, people report like um, like a weird smell. They report like that. Uh, like like uh, sulfur. Yes, sulfur. They report that's exactly like a sulfury smell. So, dude, that's oh, um, so your parents like believe like did well, they now? Yeah, now they believe because I told them I was like straight up a military guy was standing at the edge of my bed, and then they and then they told me yeah we bought this bed at an auction where the guy died See. and he was in the military. I was like. They had military shit. everywhere, like military stuff everywhere. I was like, that's okay. So that's, I totally believe in the thing. Me and my wife were actually just talking about this a couple of days ago about spirits being able to attach themselves to objects. objects. Yeah. And Especially ob- like if that was his bed, he had contact yeah. with that thing yep. all the time. To- like you leave like an imprint of you on things. You know what I yeah. mean? Especially your bed. You spend a third of your <laughs> life there. Yeah. You like know, like- just, uh, the, the the energy that is you, whatever you are, it gets like something's left behind there. Yeah. And that to me, I yep. completely believe that. So I uh, got rid of the bed the next day. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Or a in. race car bed. It's a normal right. plastic made in China bed. Yep. You know, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that over a fucking haunted Dude, bed any day. Was it uh, a tiny tykes? But uh, like none of my friends believe me. Nobody else believed me. And I was like, it's kind of. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like. With all with all the paranormal shit, as soon as you like, that's why so many people just don't say anything. Because as soon as you yeah. start to open up, there's always the asshole in the room that, oh uh, yeah, it's okay. a ghost. Okay, Scooby Doo. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, there's always got to yeah. be. I I sometimes can be that asshole, but like you know, just got to be a good story. Yeah, and I like your story too because it's 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 that double blind or well single blind kind of story where it's yeah, like you you didn't he know, didn't yeah. know I didn't know and yeah, then he yeah, had the experience and then it was. Re, you know, kind of revealed afterwards. From, yeah, afterwards. I believe that's like the, the tradition. Yeah. You got to like haze believers. And I think that's what makes the believers like that much or that, you know, more into 
you got to go through that shit of like getting kind of almost harassed about what you went through. Yeah. It, it sounds shitty, but to me, like getting made fun of made my beliefs feel like, dude, I, I fucking saw it. And I was like, yep. that's the end of it. Yeah. Like it makes you more con- concrete in where you stand on it. At least it did to me. I mean, some people, they might kind of talk themselves out of it, but it, it sucks that that's 90% of the time. That's just a part of it. And a lot of people's own family don't even, yeah. my, you know, like they, they don't, I, I've heard of tons of stories where people have seen stuff in their own family. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, okay yeah, son. Sure. The people with the most compelling stories a lot of times don't get offended when you start poking at, at their story. Like, you think Bob Gimlin gives a shit if anyone believes him? That's no. that's the point I got to, dude. Like, I, I got the whole Bigfoot thing. I got made fun of so damn much to eventually, like, I was just like, it, it didn't, like, if someone asked me about it, I would talk. Right. Like say something about it, but I wouldn't. I, I never just brought it up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like when it was brought up and I caught shit for it, I was just like, "What? Like, yeah, whatever. You, you weren't fucking there. Yeah. You know? exactly. So like, what? Yeah. Whatever. You know, you can you can say all the shit you want. Um, it's a totally different situation though. Like once you've had any kind of experience. My favorite thing though is people who don't believe in shit who mm-hmm. have like something freaky oh, happening. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden they're like. I don't, like, know, see, I don't know, man. You see their whole world being <laughs> yeah. like fucking shaken up. Yeah, like, uh, well, not like Chris, but Chris said he was kind of, op- he was a little He bit was open, open to the way. idea, different Chris. The, mm. my, my friend that was on the podcast, my ranger yep. buddy, he, he had his paranormal experience. But yeah, he was, uh, yeah, sort of like interested, like casually. Yeah. Pedestrian, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the typical person's yeah. like, interested. I've watched Ghost Hunters before. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had a had an experience. You know, or, or people that are not looking for, for the that. experience. Yeah. You know, if you go to Waverly Hills and start poking around and have a ghost experience, it could be a, a number of things. Or you go to Mansfield. Mansfield. That was cool. Did we put up? Yeah, we put up pictures. Yeah, there. that was fun. You know, on Facebook, we put them up on Facebook. Highly recommend going there. It was dope. Definitely creepy. Um, cells were smaller than hell. Yeah. Tons of Shawshank Redemption stuff. I'm glad that that prison was only used for short sentences. Like, people were only there for, like, two or three years. Because if you were doing, like... Oh, yeah, if you were yeah, doing, doing a haul life, there, dude, whoo, you would be... But it, be looked, it, it looked intimidating as hell. Yeah. It really did. I was, was saying, as soon as you pull up to it... And what I didn't know is there's an actual fully functioning prison... Adjacent. Right next to the place. So, dude, you pull in and you got this crazy... Big stone medieval castle, castle, yeah, medieval looking, looking building, and it's cool as hell. And then you look over, and you're like, "Oh, that is like." And it, there's kind of like a hill in the middle, and you can mm-hmm. see uh, inmates up out there. And that's 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 just creepy to me. That's weird. You know, that was that was odd. Uh, the place, and I think too, the place is more kind of like it's not like the ceiling's falling in and everything, but it's a little bit. I I like it though. It's it's really untouched. Mm. Like it hasn't been over. I mean, I know they were renovating that front part, you right, know, the right. buildings. Like the more like the living space, but the rest of the prison is like, it's in rough shape. But I, to me, it like it's naturally yeah, it's naturally de- and decayed, and it, it it's it's got a cool look to it. I didn't really get any, I didn't get anything weird when we went there. You mean with the thousands of people walking around? Here? Yeah, for some reason, and we we got our vaccinations. We're all we were masked up, so don't just don't, before you start, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but um. You know, we were all, we were there with everybody. Else. My wife, we were up in a one of the front rooms, like one of the bedrooms, and we walked in the room, and it was kind of stuffy up in the top, and she felt a cold thing of air move around her. I That's what's interesting, we and it's weird you said that because, um, I mean, the, the prison obviously the the cell blocks were creepy, um, just because of like their construction, it's just creepy. Solitary was scary, but I definitely feel like the front area had more like had a different vibe i felt like that was way creepier up front oh yeah the yeah the front the actual like living quarters and like the office quarters up there had like a the the energy was different you could because like when you go back into the cells there were i guess because there were so many it all kind of felt the same but to me each room kind of felt a little bit different yeah each room had its own like you're like oh this is like there are some rooms i'm like man this is a beautiful room like this would be Gorgeous. Right. Another room's like, eh, I kind of want to get out. Of there's, well, there's, maybe there's an element of like those those cells are like this metal sterile kind of like yeah. environment. Whereas like the front of the the front of the building is all finished with like crown molding, and it's like this nice like wood grain beautiful, walls. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. 
So I think that kind of holds a little bit more personality. A little trip. Um, definitely worth it. And then uh, we got some other got some other stuff lined up. We got uh, some more big footedness coming our way. Stay tuned yeah. for that. We got a. Uh, we've talked about the lick road thing. We're still still working on lick road. Still which, struggling uh, with that. It's that just uh, that's outside. And if you're in a part of the country world that doesn't know what's going on right now in the Midwest, cicadas are attacking us. It's a place. So filming outside is kind of like. What'd you say? Yeah, it would be a wash. So we're gonna kind of <laughs> we're gonna kind of give Lick Road a, a rest until we can actually get good footage out there and actually you know and give you guys something worth seeing. But, Weird uh, synchronicity, and I told you this. Oh yeah, I met the woman who wrote our film permit for to do Lick, Lick Road. Yeah, I met her like person, you met her just yeah. by sheer happenstance through work. I just met her and I was like, are you so-and-so? And she says, yeah. I was like, did a really weird guy email you three months ago about filming? Pictures for of his feet? or Ghost? Oh, oh that yeah. one. Yeah. But she's like, oh, yeah, it happens more often than you'd think. She said a husband and wife uh, pulled a permit for there, which made me start wondering if it's a husband and wife couple that we know about that lives in Cincinnati. Oh. Those two. Yeah. Might be them. Maybe reach out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, no, big things uh, happening right now, like especially within the last, what was it, like two weeks ago? For what? Uh, uh, For soft, John? Yeah. Yeah. Soft work, yeah. So, I mean, we'll be heading out there. That's going to be uh, that's gonna be a couple excursions. We're, we can definitely do like chunks of that. We want to start doing little, you know, we're, all, we're kind of working towards like a bigger project, I think, but. Uh, I want to start getting a little bit smaller, shorter things. Yeah, out we're there. thinking about tackling just smaller sections of stuff for like pod podcast. You know, yeah, short video segments, shorten it up. But uh, every once in a while, we'll probably throw throw a good long bullshit session y'all's away. But you can check it all out at thresholdparanormal.com. Oh, get your merch. Yeah, right. <laughs> Buy some merch, dude. We sold a shirt today. Thanks, Brad. You the man. First shirt sale. We made cool stickers. If you want one, just send me an email. I'll yeah. probably send it to you. Won't make. Uh, yeah, we gotta pay for. We it. got a shit. We got a shitload of them too, right? Yeah, we'll send them to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If you want to reach out to us, we'll send you a damn sticker. If you buy um, a shirt, um, I think I can send you. I think it gives me your information. I can send you, send you one. You a Brad, I'm gonna send you a sticker. Oh, I got them already. You get a oh, yeah, yeah, you got another one. Down. I got you, boo. So, what do you think, Chris? You uh, was it? Was this in, was this insightful? Did this just expand your mind to the are you afraid of the ocean waters if i wasn't afraid of the ocean already i would say yes because i'm deeply terrified he so. doesn't want to be a pirate anymore no <laughs> um no but yeah this uh definitely opened my mind to different aspects of monsters ghosts other other kind of things so i really that's appreciate what it's all about guys. dude yeah, i really appreciate you guys having me on oh yeah man yeah but on that note we're out uh, like the video, subscribe to the damn channel, you losers. Uh, stay tuned. Do it. Hit us up on Facebook. We're on, we on Instagram. I have one. Big guy says we're on Instagram. Sorry. I don't, this is usually his thing. Uh, we're on things. Look up the name up on things. Go to the website. Click them. Click stuff. Yep. Peace. We've taken you to the threshold. Oh, that was That's so fucking really nice. <laughs> that was really nice. <laughs>